Poison Rana. Honey, what up now? What up, though? Welcome back to another episode of What Up, Though? I am your host, B. Detroit. Once again, joined by my brother, the Sicilian Shogun, John Ceno. How you doing, bro? What's going, B? Uh, what's going? I can't even talk right now. What's going on, <laughs> B? Uh, that's a nice way to start the show, and it's it's pretty appropriate because I I don't know what I I caught in Toronto, but the last couple of days I've definitely been feeling a little out of it. Um, oh yeah, mostly just like my voice and, and my throat, and I don't think it was from karaoke because I didn't do that much singing. Um, so yeah, I don't know how you feeling, man. You know, I'm I'm just recovering from the trip now. Uh, like the last couple of days have been kind of rough. You know, I I just been sleeping most of this time anyway. Luckily, I came back from the trip and I had the week off of work, so I got to sleep in and you know just relax and take it easy. I still haven't even unpacked my bags yet, so <laughs> it's wow. it's it was a rough weekend. It, I had a lot of fun though. Oh fun. yeah, it was plenty of fun. You looks like you you had a uh, easier week uh, comeback than I did. I I had to come back. I tried to get some as much sleep as I could, and then the next day I had to go straight to work on tuesday and then this is the same week that my my son uh was leaving because he's going to be spending the summer with his mom down in texas oh. so i was trying to get all that ready and he he just left um on thursday mm-hmm. so that was pretty much like the bulk of my week was just like coming back trying to go right back to work and then try to get my son ready to go but okay. um yeah so for the next two months or so um I'm, I'm i'm more free i guess you could say so uh Hit me up if anybody uh, <laughs> wants to hang out. I don't, I'm going to try to, you know, go as many places as possible. I'm trying to go to Detroit, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Just came back from this Toronto trip. But yeah, man, it was a it was a short trip, but it felt like a lot was was done in those uh, four days that I was there, that we were there. Dude, seems like um, Friday was a blur because um, I drove in. I drove um, from Detroit up to Toronto. Um, about four hour drive. If you ever made the drive before, it's not that bad. Um, I drove into a lot of rain and a lot of traffic, though. So, like, every time I hit a patch of traffic, it was adding, like, 30 minutes onto my drive. So then we came. I came right from the road right to the bar. <laughs> and the chaos begins immediately. And, man, it's, it was just it was a great time. It's always a great time in um, Toronto when Braden Davies hosting, um, taking us around. But, geez, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you gotta prepare for these weekends with these guys. They, those boys go hard, man. The BDE, they go hard, bro. <laughs> they uh, they they live the gimmick. Yeah, I mean, going in there like it started off pretty good. I traveled with Frank. We took a plane there, and it took it was really quick. It took like forty five minutes to get there from from um LaGuardia to to Pearson Airport, which was like mm-hmm. shorter than they expected. But like once we got there, is when it got a little rough because we didn't realize that like where the we were staying the, the airbnb the bsk house as we called it was a little bit like farther away from everything else not too right. far but the fact that it was raining plus whatever there was pride going on so there was a lot of traffic so a uh, usual 20 minute like uber from the bsk house to like the bde tower like that area that would take about 20 minutes took us about like an hour like over an hour just to get there uh as soon as we got there we we, we met up at a uh, sneaky d's fine establishment yeah. uh with some people there neil flanagan got to meet him for the first time wh was there and everything but yeah you, you didn't get there till till after we had to meet you back at the at the bsk house because because traffic was just wild ridiculous traffic and when i when i got to toronto i already put it in my mind that i'm not moving this fucking car 
until it's time for me to go home. So I parked it, found me a nice parking spot in the garage. And that, that car stayed there until I left because I was not putting, I was not getting on the streets of mean streets of Toronto in the middle of pride in the middle of AW weekend. I was not going to no, You couldn't get me behind the wheel. No, absolutely not. I, I'd rather I, Uber for fucking 45 minutes. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I'd rather a streetcar. It took us about two days to realize that we could just jump on a streetcar that was right around the corner and it takes us everywhere. You know, opposed to us, like spending like 20 to $30 back and forth with these Ubers for the first couple of days. And we're like, wait a minute. Why don't we just keep taking these streetcars? They oh, like, man. they run all hours of the night. So it was definitely a, a, a better thing. A, I, I, I tried to pay. I, I'll be honest with you. Like uh, I asked Brady <laughs> Harrington, like, how do I get on this thing? So you just tap your phone or tap your watch. I'm like, okay, tried it. Nope. Uh, you need a Presto card. I'm like, how do I get a Presto card? I downloaded the app and it's like, you must be a Canadian citizen. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying here, Toronto. I'm trying to give we, you money. We, I'm trying we to tried. Pay. You know, uh, uh, most notorious train hoppers. <laughs> be Detroit. Yeah. Once, but once we got on there and we saw everybody else wasn't paying, we're just like, oh, okay. Toronto's just nice. They're just letting. Yeah, it's just uh, really nice. Yeah. Me, Frank, and and Cino, the most notorious, <laughs> the train bandits. Brandon from New Jersey. He was. He was oh yeah, with us Brandon as well. from New yeah. Jersey. We were the most notorious train hoppers in Toronto for the whole weekend. It was great though. Shout out Toronto streetcars because they really helped us out, man. Really did. Yeah. Really did. Put us right in front of the venue for uh, Forbidden Poor and Forbidden Door. So that was. That was amazing. That was the day we didn't have to move much, which I was like, yeah, I get really drunk because we don't have to go anywhere. Today. True. That so. was yeah, you're right. That was like the one day we didn't really have to travel outside of just going to um to real sports. But um, yeah, yeah how, how was like the rest of your week? Any 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 highlights? How did you enjoy the the BSK house and just everything in general? Oh man, um, it was crazy. Um, I think you know what? You know what? Last time I went um in October, it was my first time being in Toronto. This time I kind of felt more home and I knew kind of like what to expect. So, but you can never really prepare for Braden Davy um trucking you through the streets of Toronto, <laughs> showing you every bar they could possibly think of. Um, you can't you can't prepare for that thing, man. I, I tried to train for it. It was it was real tough, but I made it through, man. It was uh I and I had a great time. Um, don't get me wrong, as much as I say I'm tired now, and I still look tired, I, I look pretty tired um all this week so but they, they they had showed us a good time man um i think my favorite moment um was uh Braden davy last minute buying collision tickets <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> and then us all going we was all having a great time but collision was collision was surprisingly fun you know so i think that was my favorite moment because i didn't think at first i didn't think we were going to go um but I knew you were going, you run the show, you, you know, post wrestling's uh, hardest working man <laughs> of post wrestling. But um, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that good of a show, but it was a pretty good show. Even um, the the message Punk did at the end and he kind of poked fun at the uh, at the Blue, uh, the Blue Jays and everything. I'm mean, not the Blue Jays, but the uh, Maple Leafs. But that was, man, it was it was really cool, man. A whole weekend. Shout out AW for that, man. Um, Forbidden Door was amazing. I couldn't, I think I've seen one of the best matches with my own two eyes and Kenny and Osprey. Um, that that may be the best match I've ever seen live. I think that, so. I I have to agree with you. That was definitely one of the best shows I've been to live. And just like no offense to any other city, including New York itself, but I feel like yeah. Toronto had the best crowd uh, an AEW show has ever had. And plus, like the fact it was New Japan, you had fans there just for New Japan. There, um, you had Ring of Honor fans like Eric Marcotte and Brandon from New Jersey <laughs> in the house that did not want to leave. Did they, they want to get there as soon as possible? Yeah, big Sonata guys. They they, they wanted to watch the the Ring of Honor uh ring be set up and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun too, man. And and um, 
yeah, I think I have to agree with you. I think it was probably one of the best. I can't say it's like the best show I've ever been to because not every match was like amazing, but like yeah. the matches that did hit, they hit really hard. Yeah. And just like one of my like dreams is, has always been for Brian Danielson to come out to the final countdown. It was like one of my favorite songs before he even started using it. And the fact that he brought it back the same day that I was there and like everybody else took a little bit like a minute to to realize what was going on but for me as soon as i heard the the opening mm, like that chord i knew exactly what it was so i had myself like on video recording it going crazy before everybody else did because everybody else had to wait for the yeah. once that that's when the whole like roof like got off the place but um i was just so happy to, to, to hear that even if it's like a one-time thing i don't care i was there for it right I, I, you can't take that away from me at this I'm point i gotta get goosebumps right now that that was amazing because um I didn't I didn't know I was sitting next to Dan shout out Dan BSK um and he knew like soon as he heard the the, the first chord yeah he looked at me like oh my god B I'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's, what's going, going on? on yeah then I heard the riff hit and man everyone stood on their feet for the entire time he walked to the front I mean to the ring it was it was amazing man um the Kenny not I I can't say every match was the best but the Kenny and Osprey match, man. I, the fact that when he um when he kicked out with the foot on the rope, mm. I legitimately I legitimately didn't see his um foot on the rope. I didn't see how close he was to the rope. I didn't even know he was about to kick out. All I know was I seen Stormbreaker and I was one two three. <laughs> so like I jumped out of my seat. It it was amazing, man. I, I can't even say more about it because I couldn't. I did not expect that at all. I feel the same. My jumping out to see moment was the what when he jumped out at one, when he kicked out at one for the one winged angel. Uh, oh, when yeah. Osprey hit Kenny with it, I was like, "What the f-? like?" I like I didn't I couldn't even like comprehend what was going on at this moment. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm so glad I was I was able to see this um, this this show live and just seeing a lot of these new Japan talent here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually before recording here, I was actually going back and watching the Ring of Honor show that was taped there, and the crowd was pretty up for it as well. You have a lot of like new Japan talent. You had like Lij and uh, El Desperado on this show, um, so pretty cool to see like those guys. Um, I didn't have to sit through it, so I might have a better better reaction than 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 others that were forced to to stay there. Um, but yeah, I agree, and I, I tell myself like next time I come to Toronto, I I want it to be like not for wrestling because I feel like. I had a great time, obviously, but like there was like, you know, what, three out of the four days that were like dedicated to like wrestling or at least two of them yeah. related to like wrestling related things. So I, I didn't get a chance to do like other stuff in Toronto, which I, I didn't get a chance to do my first trip there last time we were there. You know, it was more like spending days there and kind of hanging out to BD. This time it was more like business related, you know, collision and then right. forbidden door. And then it's like, you know, just fly out the next day, basically. Um, so it felt more like a business trip, I guess you can say. <laughs> um, but it was it was such a blast to, to go to forbidden um poor i i enjoyed i wanted forbidden door honestly just to see like a lot of these people for the for the first time and some people again you know um and and shout out to everybody that was there everybody had the kind words listeners of what up though oh, came yeah. up to me talking right, about it right. listeners of the new co- collision course you know shout out to hansi and brandon thurston all had some very nice words to, um to give us but um yeah it was just it was great and obviously shout out to the, the the four pillars of post wrestling with John Way, Braden, and Davey just able to do all that and just yeah. nonstop working. So like, I I didn't want to like talk to them half the time because I felt like I was bothering them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just seeing them set up <laughs> everything with the with the tables and the wristbands and everything. So shout out to them. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Um, and yeah. I'm just I'm very glad to to be a small piece of this uh this team. Did it effortlessly, uh, effortlessly too, because um all I seen was like Braden like flying around the entire town <laughs> like. 
well, has he enjoyed himself? But he's just, he's just taking care of business, man. Even when the bartender tried to shut us down a little. Oh early. man, yeah. I, I I feel like I was watching a TV show. Like I was reacting. I was watching like Braden react to like things going like you know, stop serving drinks. It was like what one o'clock, and they get something. Like, 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 what's going on? We just got here and just seeing like Braden like run in and then run back in, and as soon as he runs back in, the lights turn off for some reason, and Braden's like, "What the fuck?" Like it's another issue going on here. Just I like I felt like I couldn't do nothing. Like I wanted to help, but it's like I'm just gonna watch and just like yeah, I, everything. Yeah. I, um, luckily turned out very well. And I, my favorite part was once everything was done and we're all leaving. John Pollock shows up like, "Hey, I'm here." Uh, <laughs> Forbidden poor. It's like, dude, you you missed uh, the whole after on. party. Yeah. <laughs> but that um, was great. Uh but before we uh go any yeah. further about Forbidden Port, we, we can't go on without mentioning the undisputed BDE champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Fire Frank is one of the best wrestling trivia minds I've ever seen work in live action. This man can literally pull this information out of nowhere and just have it at the ready. I can't even tell you what matches happened on Raw this week. But somehow Frank can tell you AW pay-per-view um, matches from year one, which is amazing to me because I can't even tell you who was on the roster year one AW. <laughs> so, man, shout out Frank. He, I liked when, when uh, Davey kind of just sat there like, okay, Frank's already won. Let's just flex our champion for a second here, man. Let's just give him some that was, questions. That was, that was amazing. That was the best part. Like he he basically after he won the thing, he had to like go backwards and name like every main event yeah. for every AEW show. And I'll be honest with you, because I, I know Frank's like he's obviously like a bigger WWE fan of AEW. So I'm like, I don't know, is he gonna be able to do it? And he he pretty much did it all the way up to like 2019. Like he yeah. was and that's more than most of if not everybody in the room was able to do. But the thing is, I, I knew he had it in him because I'll, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna give myself no. flowers, but I'm the yeah. I'm the one that discovered Frank, right? I brought him into this fold. I'm like the uh <laughs> I don't know the um promoter of a uh, yeah, 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 post wrestling yeah. poison Rana. So I brought him into this fold. But when I when I knew like his like true capability, it's like mm -hmm. when we went to Philadelphia, I think it was like right after the pandemic, we went to like some MLW show, whatever the first wrestling show was, we just went to it and we we're just like hanging out one day, just sitting on the bench, and like he just mentioned something. And I was like, yo, dude, can you name like every WWE slash F champion from like the beginning? like buddy rogers all the way to like roman reigns and he did it like without like stopping without like having it i'm like i'm just all the time watching him like yo i need to like i felt like i felt like quincy jones or something i felt you know like, when, when you discover like a like a michael jackson like singing for the first time you're like oh, I, I need to show the world this yeah that's how, yeah. I, that's how i felt i'm like oh this is something we need to like bring this to like the stage and we we internationally you know got him over the border and uh, yeah. brought him to this and so now it's like he defended in toronto so what's next like is he secretly gonna take a plane over to london for for all in it or something like i don't, I don't think they want it man I don't, <laughs> I don't i don't think they want it bro because what was it six people in that gauntlet against frank at first all these questions that they were answering and getting wrong i'm pretty sure frank would have answered those two and then he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with um I, I forget the guy's name. I'm so Andrew sorry. McDonald. Yeah. Andrew McDonald. He goes, he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Andrew. Andrew, and he put up a great fight. But my 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 favorite part is like right when like they started and like Frank slipped up like in a oh, pretty yeah. like easy question. It was like name exactly. WWE champions, like in like most like uh days as champion. And like the fourth person he said CM Punk, and the whole crowd was like, What? Like, no, it's not he, CM Punk, but it's like you sell it. In, in, in the back of my head, I'm like, is Frank just, is he fucking with us? Is he just like trying to like, he's been watching wrestling for so long. He knows how to create a little bit of drama. I'm like, yeah, he says he's, he's pissed about it, but I know you, I know yeah. a good work, Frank. 
I know yeah. a good worker when I see one. He knows what he was doing. And and I was like, I was rooting for Hanzi. Hanzi was getting like this big, like new baby face in the territory pop. Oh, yeah, chanting yeah. for him. I'm like, I kind of oh, want Hanzi in it. But yeah. it was cool to see Andrew McDonald. He's somebody who was like, you know, way back when we started like the Poison Ronda, like Zoom calls and, uh, you know, hangouts and all that. He was part of that. So it was kind of cool to see like a familiar name in the finals. But I was like, th- I was like, I'm not even going to enter this one. I'm just going to let Frank do his thing and, and give somebody else a shot. And, and guess what? Nobody had a shot. Nobody him. had a shot. And, and um, uh, Andrew came prepared with the pink Dudley boys pants and yeah. he was ready for war. <laughs> he was ready to take on Frank at all time. But Frank, man, he's just he, he, when you call that man a champion, put some respect on it because he is the champion. I don't think. I don't know. Roman Reigns, eat your fucking heart out because he's coming for that. He's coming for that ring, man. He's- and it's just like so like ironic that he's now like holding the IWGP like heavyweight <laughs> championship. And like I, I I I love Frank, but like the first like hour of Forbidden Door, he's like trying to like figure out how the hell he's gonna bring this title with him. Like to the, he's like just trying to like how am I gonna bring it with me? Like I gotta buy a bag. Like I'm just like dude, I'm trying to watch like you know Naito here. Like what's gonna you know what I mean? Like so how do we but, um. How do we uh, dissolve that? Okay, he, he, he left the belt. He left the belt with with uh, Brayden, uh, but I think they're going to be making a new title to send oh, over to him, like an actual yeah. BDE title. As so. he deserves. As he deserves. Yeah. He deserves to have an actual BDE championship with his name down in the front of it, Fire Frank. Shouts out to Fire Frank, the champion of BDE, and he will not be defeated. Never. <laughs> not forever, be. forever champion. Forever, forever. Um, my, my, my favorite chant, I think, from the crowd at Forbidden Poor was Frank Forever. Frank Forever. I think I started because <laughs> he, he would not miss. He couldn't miss after a while, man. It's just, it's hey, it's just you. Hey, you got to acknowledge greatest when you see it, man. So from Frank Forever, let's tra- let's transition to Fight Forever. Uh, oh, you have boy, definitely been playing boy, the game boy. more than I have. Um, I just downloaded it like two days ago. I played like an hour or so of it, but I, mm-hmm. I was mostly just messing around with it. I did like the mini games, which I honestly don't really like. Like I only had like five mini games, so I'm guessing you can unlock more. As you I only have three, so you, you're better really? than me. Yeah, oh. yeah. I don't. I, I think like you get them sporadically. I, I've seen people with like four. I've seen people oh, with two. That's I've weird. With the same amount of ones I have, I've seen people with three with different ones than I have. So because I, I don't know. I, I I put it on. I was like, my my son was still here. We're, we're packing and everything, and he's like, "What the hell is this? he doesn't really know about AEW?" He's like, "What is this?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's wrestling." He's like, "I don't know any of these guys." I'm like, "You know Cody Rhodes?" Like, <laughs> you know, and he knew a couple other people. But I'm like, "Let me just try the mini games because I'm like, maybe it's like Mario Party it gives me those type of vibes." Yeah. But he wasn't really feeling it. Uh, yeah, no, the, the mini games. Are... I had like Penta says, which is like a Simon says thing, and I had yeah. like some skateboarding game where you had to like. I don't know, not get electrocuted or something. And then really weird. Yeah. The only one I really liked was the the the, the pop quiz game, which I'm sure Frank probably destroyed. Um yeah. it's an actual like quiz game, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I nothing... did the quiz three times in a row. Because you can do three games at a time. And I did the quiz three times oh. in a row. I got some of the same questions. So I wasn't really that happy about that. So I'm guessing I had to do the actual like career mode because I, I like I didn't really unlock much. I did, you know, I did a battle royal. I did a a left exploding barbed wire death match, and kind of all the different type of. I'm kind of upset there's no trios mode. You would think like a game like AW would have trios, but there's no trios. The first thing I wanted to do was the elite versus a uh, CMFTR, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even do that. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Because yeah, FTR isn't in the game. Um, I thought I, I think they don't. I got some not day that one. Has them. Okay, not day okay. one. You have to buy them, or you have the uh, deluxe edition. I think I, I think I had them then because the the pack I had was Matt Hardy and FTR. So I think I have them. Yeah, only. they were the first DLCs, and they gotcha. came out the same day. Um, so I've sat with this game. I played it for eight hours straight. Hmm. I've, I've I got the time on my PS Five to count that. I've done everything there is to do in this game. I've I've played with everybody. I've done um, all the modes. 
I've played all the matches. That's pretty much it. It's a fun game. Okay, for the for the um for what they have for the Bob Wire Death Match, for unlimited weapons, for the lights out match, um, for Casino Battle Royale is still weird, even in video game form. <laughs> so, but that's pretty much it. You you've done it all after you've played it for a while. The career mode um is very, very basic. Um, it's some good ideas, but it's very basic. Um, it's based off year one AEW. So it's like um it's like from the press conference on. Oh jeez. Yeah. I so, mean that's probably that's probably like right around the time they started working on this game, I feel like right from the you very know, beginning. Yes, even with the roster, because day one roster, you're missing so many people. The claim's not on the game. Yeah, it was the FTR is not on the game. Um just a just a bunch of people. You anybody you can think of, you're like, oh, where are they? Even if you were basing it off year one. Um, first couple months AEW. Where are some of those people that were there? Where the hell is Sunny Kiss? You know, mm. it's just a bunch of people who are missing from this game. Um, they said they're going to keep updating it. That's fine, but in this state that it's in right now, it's not a sixty seventy dollar video game, right? At all. It should have been the price point should have been like thirty five bucks. First of all, you're a new wrestling company with a new wrestling game. Nobody's going to buy it with that doesn't really who's not familiar with the product. So you have to kind of price gouge the same thing that 2K used to do with the basketball games. They used to make their games $25. And then when they made it and they was making too much money, EA stepped in and said, hold on. Why not make this $35, $30 or something like that? Even 40 bucks. You're paying 60 bucks for a game that you can complete in a day. I, I beat the career mode, made a player. The creation suite. It's very, very basic. You can barely create anybody on there. So there won't be any WWE CAWs in this mm-hmm. game. It's safe to say that. It's about seven faces oh, that you can use. I don't I don't think you can make a female either. I don't think so. I don't, that sucks. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't try. But I don't think you can. I think, um, wait, I think you could. Because I feel like, I, I want to say Stephanie Chase put up like a, because I guess when you make the career mode, it's like you are elite or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw her. Elite, uh, yeah. So I, I think you can do a female. I haven't like tried it myself. But So wait, so the career mode itself has like an ending to it? It has an ending. Oh, that kind of sucks. So it's, after that, it's that's it, really. That's it. That's pretty much it. There's no you can start it over and do it again. Right. Um, but your stats don't last over. So you have mm. to start. So if you make a player and you get to this amount of point, you spend all these points and you got you got the tope moves and you got all these moves, you can start it again, but all that stuff's gone. So it's have like, you have you tried online at all? Have you played with people online? online? The lobbies are pretty good. Um, didn't crash that much. Um, it's smooth. It's pretty much all I can say. Other than that, it's nothing much we can do with this game. It's only one-on-one ladder matches. For a company whose first tag team match was a ladder match, it's only a one-on-one ladder match in the game. What sense that's, does this make? Oh, that sucks. So yeah. so for the multi-man matches, all there is is what? Just the four-way, two-way. And the Battle Royal. And the Battle Royal. But they're adding... like It's a three-way. It's a three-way. Three-way. They're adding Stadium yeah. Stampede. I, I read somewhere they're adding... That's some... getting added to. But... Okay. So it's pretty much a working game in progress. It's kind yeah, of that's to, like... what I'm saying. Like, why am I spending 65 bucks for a game that you're going to keep updating for like two years now? So I don't I don't know, dude. It, it's it's a lot that they... Um, I would have waited longer for right. a better product. And that's like wrestling too i would wait longer for better that's it's the same thing i'm missing a lot of these roster members that i don't want to continue to pay money for if i don't have this pack i didn't buy the deluxe edition because i didn't think it was worth it i don't if 
I, I'm going to have to buy it eventually because it's going to add up to it, you know? So that's how you get all the characters. And stuff, yeah. You know? you know, cause I would have FTR by now and I don't know who else they're going to add. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to add a, a lot of people. Cause it's a lot of people missing. Uh, hooks in the game. H- Hook is in the game. What? That's weird. Um, big shows in the game. <laughs> Even weirder. Um, you got a lot of these people <laughs> who aren't roster members in the game. Aubrey Edwards is in the game. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like she designed it or whatever helped design it. It's funny when I started the game for some reason I don't know if it's because I bought the collector's edition or whatever. Um, I just I bought it because I figured it was gonna come with like more characters and I only got Matt Hardy and FTR. I'm like whatever. Hopefully down the line I'll get more. But when I did get it, they gave me like forty thousand dollars worth of like their version of V Bucks, whatever. So I don't know, let me yeah. just buy stuff. And Cody Rhodes you had to buy, which is funny. He was like ten thousand, and then yep. Aubrey Edwards was twenty thousand. I'm like yep. okay. And then, like, I bought, it was like, you could buy, like, a horse and, like, a dog and a Dude. bull. I'm like, I don't know what that stuff is for. It's <laughs> all for your entrance. It. So, um, like, Kenny's entrance, he has the girls with the brooms in the background. Um, you can have, like, bulls behind you. You can have a presidential podium behind you. You can have all this stuff. All this stuff is, like, $1,000 uh, virtual currency. Yeah. Which they pretty much give out money in this game. So much so that Very I've easy. unlocked everything. I've unlocked every character, every um, backstage attachment. Um, you can create a, you can create an arena, but okay. that's super, super duper basic, super yeah. basic. But you can buy all the things to unlock for that. Um, all the creation stuff is super basic. Like I said, the character, you might as well not even make a character because it's terrible. You can. Huh, it's, yeah, I try to, and I'm like, I, like I always like my son's like the master when it comes to custom customization. So I always yeah. give him the controller whenever game, and he kind of like looked at it and he was like, yeah, it's after like doing 2K. There's so much you can do with 2K. It's like going back to this is kind of like very basic. Dude, um, I, can, I can upload some of my CAWs in 2K. Like some of the I've been making, I've been playing wrestler games very like, very long times, you know. So I've been making these same roster of people my entire life, and I've just gotten better and better, like creating them throughout right. 2k because everything gets better if i show you some of the people i make on 2k it <laughs> didn't show you the crazy suite on, on aw you'd be like all right why would you even pick this up because mm. i can make a titantron video for the guys in 2k yeah <laughs> yeah i was a little disappointed by um like the entrances in this game like unless i'm doing something wrong for me it's like very quick entrance like no, very zoomed all, in camera entrance. angles yeah you barely you barely get to hear the song like, i had to go to the jukebox to hear like some of the songs there's a lot of like unreleased music too that i i realized from here like a lot of songs i never heard before a lot of like covers i guess of, of uh famous songs that they had to redo by mikey ruckus um yeah i i agree with you this definitely shouldn't be a 60 dollars game especially if they're trying to compete with wwe which coincidentally is like on sale the same weekend that this game comes out which i'm sure is a petty move but whatever 30, like 30 percent off and it's almost it's the same no it's cheaper people i won't tell you how to spend your money right <laughs> I, I wonder how good this game's gonna sell because i feel like you're gonna have your diehard wrestling fans or diehard AEW fans are gonna buy this game no matter what i can see people buying this game that don't even have consoles they just want to yeah. support AEW because you know AEW needs money obviously um but like i wonder how the game's gonna do and if it's gonna justify them continuing to like add dlc and add stuff i was listening to the interview that john pollock and uh brandon thurston did with uh, a like a gaming journalist mm-hmm. and he was saying how it's probably gonna be like another five years before the aw even makes a game yeah. so he feels like it's gonna be more of like them just kind of building on top of this game and just adding characters and adding stuff which i think is fine but it's yeah. like how much more are you gonna charge us is it, like i already spent like an extra what 10 20 for this deluxe edition yeah i hope they don't expect me to pay more for like more characters i thought this is what that's what i paid for was I think you should be good. Um, the yeah. deluxe edition is the season pass, and season okay. pass usually everybody. Like I didn't buy the season pass in 2K either. Um, but 
I plan on it because it's, it's like it's cheap now. I might go buy it now. Right. But you, you got to play as Uncle Howdy, right? That comes out pretty. Yeah, of soon. course, I, of course, I need <laughs> Uncle Howdy and Tiffany Stratton. What are you what are you talking about? But yeah, if AW if they're gonna wait five years to make a game on some Grand Theft Auto shit, um, <laughs> please, I need characters like every six months, or I need something or game modes every six months because it's gonna I'm I'm gonna have no reason to play this game. WWE right, is going to drop every year. And I feel like they are going to like, like gradually bring characters in. Cause somebody like tweeted out to the acclaim saying, I'm so upset the acclaim's not in this. I'm going to cancel my pre-order. And Anthony Bowens was like, no, don't do that. We just like recorded something or did something. We're going to be in the game very soon. So I, I wonder like how quickly they can actually like add stuff to the game. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past like this. I'm, everything's digital now, which is great. I'm, I'm all True. for like completely up, updating the games constantly, but characters is fine. Game modes is what I need because right. if I can only do a one-on-one ladder match, what is the point of having this ladder match? And it's only for the um for the um the big fucking chip, the uh poker chip. Poker chip. Really? That sucks. Yeah, and the casino battle royals weird, but it's it's fun for like if you got four people playing a local match or something like that, you can all pick your own stable. You can all pick your own suit and have that as okay. your casino battle cool. royal. That's cool. They got some things like that. I haven't played um the stadium stampede yet i don't even know what the mode's about yet so i can't even judge on I don't, that yeah i don't think it's out yet because i didn't see yeah, I like I, I bought the collectors i didn't see any like option for that that's what i thought all these like things i was buying for like the horse and stuff i'm like okay can i ride this horse no. through the stadium or something and, <laughs> no, I, 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 no. I guess not um did do you think the ratings are, are justified like i've been seeing mostly like six out of tens for the yeah. switch it's like four out of ten which I, i'm pretty sure the game is probably terrible on the switch switch is ridiculous um, i've seen some video it's yeah don't, don't buy it on the switch don't people. buy it you hear yeah. that, uh, Braden Harrison? Braden, do yeah. not buy on the, on the Switch. <laughs> I, no, but, please don't. But I feel like 6 out of 10 is, is justifiable. It's not like a terrible rating, but it's not like an amazing game. It's 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 fair. 6 out of 10 is is being actually very, very fair. It's, it's being fair because I don't think the people who gave it a 6 out of 10 played it more than like four hours. Mm. Because if you, you're, it's nothing to do. I don't, like, I have it. I just bought it and I don't have, I don't have the need to play it right now. I don't, I don't want to. I like when a new game comes out and I wake up like thinking about playing it. Like, oh, I want to go. Can I get five minutes before I have to go do something? Or can I? Oh, I got to go to the store. Can I can I get a match in or something like that? I have none of that desire for this game because I've already done everything. I've seen all the moves. The moves look incredible. Like the moves that you've been waiting for, like to have the actual name in the video game. Finally, they're all there. You want you want Kenny's rope hung V trigger? It's right there for you. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this plays like it plays like um, No Mercy in 2023. Nice. If you if you wanted to know what No Mercy played like in 2023, here it is right here. But it's boring after a minute. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's like I said, I've done everything. I, the challenges they got a lot of challenges throughout the week. Like play ten matches with Andrade. Um, Play it on hard level for ten matches. It's stuff to keep you occupied, but who's going to sit there and do all that stuff? And what do you what do you get out of those challenges? You just money. money you get that, virtual currency that you. Can but if spend you on but everything. if you but if you buy everything, then what are you going to do with the money? Exactly, I've bought everything <laughs> already. I, I literally have everything. So, you know, it's nothing uh-huh. on there. Every every taunt, every menu pose. I bought it all just to see like if I get an achievement for that, and you do. But right. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much it, man. Um, they got some good ideas. Like I said, the um the weapons, unlimited weapons. Um, the weapons ideas for those like they're really cool. You get a tire, you can put a tire on somebody's head. You can get oh. a yeah, you can put a traffic cone on somebody's head. You can skate around on a skateboard. You can do 
fucking dives out of the ring while on the skateboard. You can pretty much do anything, dude. You you, you got electric uh barbed wire bats. Okay. You got you got barbed wire brooms. Uh, you got anything you can think of. They have it. The barbed wire death match is amazing. Um, that's a pretty good idea, but that's kind of boring after a minute too. You know, it's it's you only can blow somebody up in the barbed wire and and get the ring completely covered in blood for so many times before it's like, all right, okay. Um, the lights out match is the only match you can get thumbtacks in. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to know that, you have to have a uh, signature move and then go to the apron and you go and reach out and grab the thumbtacks. Um, I had us. <laughs> I was telling you about this. I was really pissed because I feel like the um <laughs> the pin system is kind of kind of like you know because it's old school mash the button style. You know, right? It didn't go like a uh, meter style like WWE. And I'm in a match with Cody, <laughs> and uh, it's a lights out match. And um, I hit my finish, which is a package package power driver. I mean, a package um package uh brain buster. Okay. <laughs> so I hit my finish in the thumbtacks, and I go to pin Cody, but he had like a um like a buffer where he can like roll you up out of su- surprisingly. Mm-hmm. He rolls me up in the thumbtacks, and like it shows an effect that it shows you um that you're getting damage from laying in the thumbtacks. Okay. And, um, he's pinning me one, two, three, and I couldn't move. And I'm like, dude, I've been whooping his ass for 30 minutes. How did I? <laughs> it's Cody Rhodes. That's that's all you got to know about yeah, it. It's, it's Cody, man. But this game definitely needs some more polishing, man. It it definitely needs a lot more roster members. It needs some roster members. I I still don't understand. Evil Uno was one of the biggest people when it comes to this game. Like when it comes to pushing and promoting this game, he was right there with Aubrey Edwards, and he's not in the game. So weird. He was one of the first people there in the company. Exactly. He's not in uh, only person is um John Silver and um Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. They're only two people from uh Dark Order. Dark game. Order? That's so yeah. weird. They even got the creepers behind John I saw Silver that, yeah. and they don't have Evil Uno in the game. <laughs> and Evil Uno looks like a creeper. Like exactly. you couldn't just make him one. I I do not understand their roster choices. Were 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 Silver and was they more popular than Uno? Of course they were, I, but yeah, but uh, Bro- Brody Lee's in it, right? Do you have to like unlock Mr. Brody's in the game? He's no, he's, in it. he's automatically in the game. What about um Owen Hart? I don't think I saw him. Owen's it's... not automatically in the game. I think so. You got to. There's got to be something because I, I haven't found the way to unlock him either. So I don't, they're probably I don't gonna know. wait for the uh, Owen Hart tournament to end and be like, oh, now everybody can play as Owen Hart or something. They should. They should. That'd be a good promotion for the game. But um, yeah, like when I first get a game, I play for like an hour or so, and then if I really, really love it, then I'll be like, okay, I need to play this again. I didn't get that feeling with this. I'm like, okay, I'll just get back to it when I. It's kind of like an episode of Rampage. It's like it's just there, and it's like I'll just mm-hmm. get to it when I when I can, or whatever. That's how I feel with this, honestly. And like, no, like I hear people talking about it, but nobody's really like over the top about it. I guess. Um, no, you're probably the person that I talk to the most about it. The game, honestly, like it's just there. It's, it's I don't know. It's it's cool to have another wrestling game, I guess you can say. But I don't think it's gonna light the world on fire, and it's yeah, it's not gonna if, do if anything. it haven't or if it hasn't already, it's not going to. Um, like I said, after maybe it gets all the updates and stuff. Maybe it'll be worth 60 bucks. But right now, people, if you're going to if you haven't bought this game yet, wait for it to go on sale. Don't don't spend your money yet, because 60 bucks for a game with about 35 people on a roster and people who don't even work there anymore <laughs> on the roster. Um, They don't even have a lot of people theme songs and stuff. So, yeah, like I'm, Orange I'm, Cassidy doesn't have a solid theme song. On yeah, game, I noticed so. that. I'm very curious how this game's going to sell. I, like I said, like, I feel like a lot of AEW fans are going to buy it because they just buy everything. They buy oh, yeah, all the merch, they, they buy all the it. tickets. Yeah. So they probably just bought it. So I feel like it's going to sell pretty well. And I feel like I hope that like Tony Khan, whoever doesn't like tote that as a victory, like, oh, my God, we sold so many copies. And it's like, yeah, but the game 
could definitely be better. It's like that's the one thing I hate about games nowadays. It's like you can you can release an unreleased game now, right? You can just release it and you're still charging the full price that you would as a mm-hmm. complete game. And it's like we'll fix it in post. Like we'll fix it after. We'll add patches. We'll we'll do this. We'll do that. I think uh Dicky Bird was saying how like the PS4 version is like waiting for a patch because it's not like playable or something like that. Jesus but it's like Christ. why why you expect me to pay full price for a game and then it's like I might have to spend an extra ten dollars down the road to get this or get that. And it's like come on, just just. Yeah, it's been a long time. They probably just wanted to release a game like during Forbidden Door week just to like capitalize off the the hype. But um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. Ugh. A lot, a lot of weird things happening uh, in yeah. in AEW in general. Like, even like the rating for Dynamite the week after or the day, a couple of days after Forbidden Door was like one of their lowest in years. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of weird. Like you would think like after all this talk of Forbidden Door and how great some of these matches were, um that there'd be a little bit more hype and more viewers and I feel like it's not and it's, it's like there's nothing else going on the playoffs is, is done right so what's, what's what's going on what's everybody watching um i know what i'm watching i'm watching black mirror uh, have you watched the, the new <laughs> season of black mirror or anything on tv i've been uh holding off black mirror since the new season came out i'm like ah. then i've heard some of the reviews i kind of want to wait till everybody's done talking about it so okay. i can go in there clear-minded you know what i mean and check it out i, I haven't heard good reviews about it though how, how you been liking it so there's what five episodes i've watched three uh three of them so i watched the first episode because somebody i was talking to was like you need to watch the first episode mm-hmm. and i think that's the best episode so far it's basically like i don't like you can't really talk about black mirror without like spoiling stuff so yeah it's yeah. basically <laughs> like kind of like netflix in a way like their own version of netflix and like reading terms and conditions and what happens if you don't read terms and conditions mm-hmm. so that's all i say about it but that was like the most interesting episode and then on the flight back and forth i was able to watch episode two and three and two was Definitely my second favorite. Um, it had to do with like a murder in in, in Ireland, I want to say, and like the the ins and outs about it. And the third episode was pretty trippy. Also, it had to do with like space and robots and stuff. But yeah, like it's it's been okay. Like I haven't really like the first episode has been my favorite, but nothing else has really like blown me out of the water. I did mm-hmm. hear, I want to say maybe Chris Elliott or somebody told me that the fifth episode is really good. The fourth episode is not so much. Um, so yeah, I have two more episodes to go um but it's been okay so far like i feel like black mirror was really really strong the first couple seasons and then kind of just once it got like americanized once like netflix took over it or whatever and they started getting more american actors in it it wasn't like as good um but shout out to sama hayek she's in the the first episode and she was great she's been my, my favorite part so far um I, yeah, i've been watching that and also like randomly me and my brother were like trying to find something to watch the other day and on peacock there's the new pete davidson show called bupkis and i'm like i don't know i'm not really the biggest pete davidson fan but i did yeah. like the king of Staten island movie and i do, do like some of his work and just seeing like some of the people that were like in the cast like there was like joe pesci and um raymond uh, romano from everybody loves raymond and the brother from everybody loves raymond is also in it so okay. i was like okay based off the cast alone let me watch it and i watched like there's like eight episodes i watched like five or six of them and they're really short like 20 25 minute episodes and it's been mm-hmm. really really cool like a lot of like uh, this is actually the first episode is a really, really funny uh, 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 VR story because he's actually using the Oculus like we are. And uh, let's just say he's living with his mom and he's downstairs uh, using the Oculus for reasons that most people would want to use. I've it for. seen this. OK, I, I, I thought this was a movie. No, it's an actual scene. show. Yeah. You know what? I was. What does it come on? It's on Peacock. It's Peacock. all episodes are on. Yeah, it's like eight I episodes, was watching yeah. something and, you know, stuff comes on after you watch something. And that yep. episode came on and yeah, I seen scene, that yeah. part. Um, I seen that first scene. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I turned it yeah. off. And, and like, his okay. and his mom is played by um Edie Falco, who played um uh the mom on Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, like, I'm like, the cast is great. Like the like Joe Pesci's his grandpa. Like you know Edie Falco is his mom. So the cast is amazing. Um, and it's like kind of based on his life in a way. Like 
it's like some flashbacks to when he was a kid and he had a pretty rough childhood you know his dad died in 9-11 so they go yeah. through all that but i feel like it's it's doing a lot of the same tropes that they did in the king of Staten island because that was also like autobiographical um so it's it's been okay it's like a, a dark comedy i guess you can say if you like entourage shows like that you might enjoy it if you just okay. hate Pete Davidson, you're probably gonna hate the show yeah. but i just watched it based mostly on like the cast the other people um just see joe pesci like in full joe pesci mode was definitely worth it for me and like i said if it's a 20 minute episode it's not taking too much of my time i'll I'll, I'll watch it. So yeah, I've been enjoying that. I'm probably going to definitely finish that. Uh, what about you? That's any cool. any sh- any shows you've been watching? Actually, no. Um, this time off, I've I've been gaming a lot. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, I've been catching up on some movies, and that's pretty much it, man. I've I've um while we were in Toronto, um, the BET Awards happened, and I mm-hmm. they did do a 50 years of um of hip hop um tribute again. Um, I did want to go over some of the uh, people that performed there. And was Killer, was Killer Croc there? Killer Croc was not there. <laughs> Thank God he wasn't. God damn Killer Croc! But no, <laughs> um, listen to the Suicide Squad review. For, listen to the, uh, for the BDE if you, if you want to know what we're review. talking about. But um, no, um, Buster Rhymes won a um, Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay, so, deserving, deserving. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, he did a performance. He performed for the um 50 Years of Hip Hop tribute. They did Annie up. Um, then they had a bunch of like, you know, all the greats, um, they had Melly Mel, they had the Sugar Hill Gang, and they had, um, MC Light, um, Kid Capri was on the ones and twos, um, D-Nice was there, Remy Ma, M.O.P., it's just a bunch of people just celebrating hip-hop, they even went back into, um, the early 2000s, and they, um, tributed, uh, like, Soldier Boy, and then they, okay. yeah, and they went a little bit further, did the Franchise Boys, Yin Yang Twins, um, Trick Daddy, Trina, Uncle Luke, and then um, we had a little bit further in the 2000s, and they did a tribute to Drill Rap, which was uh, they showed their homage to Key, uh, Chief Keith for like introducing Drill Rap. Mm. Um, Chief Keith notoriously um, was uh, banned from BT for like the last couple years. Um, really, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he was banned. He, he kept on a appearance at 106 Park. This is how long this goes back. He skipped an appearance on 106 Park, and then he was banned for life. <laughs> so oh, they just geez. lifted the ban to show him uh, to give him his flowers and let him perform one of his biggest hit- hits and um on BT Awards. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else happened on the BT Awards? Oh yeah, so recently Tyler Perry acquired BT. Okay. Did you did you know about that? I I thought I heard that he's like the president. I didn't realize he actually owned it. Now, so okay. yeah, he just acquired it, and they was you know celebrating that, and they did a tribute to Tina Turner and everything, and paid the bill. So that was it's a pretty good um for the performances. It was a pretty good show. <laughs> I had to go back and check it out because I, I do like a good uh, award show performance. Though it's always nice to see. So but keep yeah. it keep it in the hip hop uh, discussion here. Funny story. So when we landed at the airport, uh, me and Frank are waiting for like a cab, and this other guy comes up to us he's like hey uh i'm here to pick you guys up and i'm like for what he's like you guys are part of the crew for the uh the hot in here tour i'm like the what <laughs> i didn't realize there was like a a show going on that weekend with like nelly rick ross jaw rule fat yeah. joe like yeah. that it was like the next day or whatever and he thought we were there like working for the show i'm like no i didn't know what you're talking about but uh i find it kind of like disappointing that rick ross was in toronto the same weekend as forbidden door and he didn't even show up in swerve circling's corner well what's look. up with that 
Tony Khan just paid um, Europe to play. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're not going to see any uh, Trina's or Rick Ross's for, uh, for yeah, years. Yeah, man. Look, he's already booked down the street for the Hot in Here tour or whatever the fuck. What? Yeah. The Hot in Here tour? Yeah, I'm looking at the lineup now. It's it's Nelly, Neo, Akon, T.I., Ja Rule, Rick Ross, Fat Joe, Kerry Hilson, and Shingy. So pretty much my my high school graduation playlist. Yeah, it's, my, it's, my iPod That's what this is. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much. But that's not a bad tour. But yeah, Toronto I, I, Forbidden yeah. Door weekend. It's yeah, kinda, I, it's kind of weird, right? There was a lot yeah, of stuff going on. There was up. there was that. There was Pride. Ghostface was performing like a couple days after yeah, um, yeah, our yeah. show, so it was pretty good. So we might not see Rick Ross in AEW, but <laughs> what are the chances that we see Little Uzi Verts in WWE playing out Shinsuke Nakamura? I, I woke up on Friday morning. I had no idea this was even happening, bro. Did you you heard the song I right? Did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, Lil Uzi Vert on his new album, uh, The Pink Tape, has a song called Nakamura, which is an exact rip of Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song to the point that it just sounds like an alternate version of Nakamura's theme song. Yeah, like, and he it, obviously had to get permission to it. WWE's promoting it, like so I feel like they, they must have... Yeah, yeah, they put it on their social okay. media. So they're definitely promoting it. They're definitely aware of it. It's not like one of those, you know... It's not like back in the day when like Helta Skelta sampled the Goldust theme, and it's like, it's yeah, we kind of a West Side to... Gun song or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an act, and obviously with they have a some sort of relationship with Uzi Vert showing up. Wasn't Uzi Vert in both AEW and WWE? He was. I don't he think definitely he did. Did he show I, up AEW? I feel like he showed up and there was. I'm like picturing Tony Khan like announcing Little Uzi Vert. No, oh, you know what? Making happened? that up, right? It was Arthur Ashe. He was in the crowd. Oh, okay. And they showed him on the screen. He was. I think he was Arthur Ashe last year. I think I think I so. Feel like, I feel like they brought him out, like maybe not for TV, but I feel like they brought him out for the crowd. I feel like I yeah, that's saw what him. it was. They they okay. showed him on the on in the crowd, but no, um, WWE dropped that bag off on him. So yeah, ever since he he <laughs> he uh, introduced the Usos at WrestleMania, I'm like, oh, they they either they're building for a big Nakamura push or like Uzi Vert is going to be his manager. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Uzi's um Uzi's he's a, he's a strange guy. He's a cool guy, but um he I don't I'm not sure if he's a wrestling fan. You know, I'm not. 100% on that. I know he's a big anime fan and like, Asian culture um cuz his his I mean his album is definitely has a lot of that in it, but I'm not sure if he's a wrestling fan, but this this song literally just sounds like he's like, "Hey, I'm going to sample um Nakamura's theme song and I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to so, rap over it." <laughs> so I just looked it up cuz I need to like some refresher on what the exactly Uzi Vert did for AEW and this supposedly happened. But Tony Khan brought out little Uzi Vert to help him in a rap battle against Max Caster. Right. I remember that. So that's what it was. Uzi didn't say a word. Yeah, he didn't say a word. (laughs) And he just went to WWE after that. He's like, I'm not going to. He probably was like, I'm not going to fucking stick around this place anymore. I mean, one 10 minutes around Tony Khan, he was just like, yeah, nah. (laughs) So I'm guessing this was definitely not televised i don't know like i remember seeing it was it televised sure. it was televised oh. yeah we i think we all seen it I th- it was um back when the claim was kind of healed still okay so that makes yeah, sense yeah, for yeah. The, the the rap battle i guess yeah but it, it didn't do anything he didn't like bring anybody to the ring or anything they could have did more with uzi and aw but that ship is sealed now because yeah. uh nakamura might as well come to the ring to Uzi first things. <laughs> I think he's going to. It's definitely like a weird pairing, but I can see like if they're going to build up Nakamura, maybe a SummerSlam, have little Uzi for bring him out or something. I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. In Detroit. Summer, yeah, SummerSlam seems like a, a good event to do that. And the WrestleMania might be a little bit too far off. Um, who knows what their plans are for Nakamura? But even if it's like one, like a one-off match, just have Uzi bring him out. Why not? I was saying um, this song came out with too much good timing. 
because Nakamura's in the Money in the Bank in a couple hours, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just just to say we're recording this before Money in the Bank, so who yeah, knows? we're like, a couple hours before Money in the Bank, so who knows? We might see Shinsuke lose Everb, um, with the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. Who knows? That's, yeah, that's a WrestleMania theme song to me, man. That's if if we were watching WrestleMania and we seen the lights go out. And we heard Nakamura's theme and didn't see Uzi. That that's the song I would think they would be singing because it's it sounds just like a you know what I mean like a Jim Johnston rapper duo mix or some shit like that. But it, it's it's dope, man. I, I dig it, man. Yeah. Did absolutely. you listen to the rest of uh, Uzi's album? No, I didn't. Just I went to that one song. So I'm like, what the hell is this Nakamura song? And I'm like, oh wait, it samples the beat. But how's the rest of the album? Is it is it worth listening to? It's pretty good, man. It, it, he's if you never listen to an Uzi album, you won't know what to expect because he's. Um, he's very, very influenced by like punk and metal. So, um, certain songs in there, he has like artists, he has like baby metal on the very last song. Um, he sampled, um, Chop Suey. Okay. From, uh, yeah. System of a Down. Down. Nice. Um, it's a bunch of punk samples that he has on here. Um, so it, it, he has a, like eclectic style. So if you want to listen to something that's a little bit ragey, a little bit, you know what I mean? Check out the Uzi album. It's not that bad. I like it. Nice. Yeah, I've been listening to nothing but like um like old hip hop. I don't know why. For some reason, I've been listening to like a lot of like Foxy Brown. I've been listening oh, to like yeah. a lot of like yeah. AZ, like a lot of like that firm stuff. I don't know why. I've just been kind of like in the mood for like uh late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, nothing nothing really new has uh has stood out except for this uh this Nakamura song. I mean, as soon as you get back to the streets in New York, you kind of got to get into them. <laughs> yeah. Either you go drill or you go that way. You know what I mean? Y'all got two scenes right now. That's pretty much it. So, um, anything else that you're, you're checking out right now? Cena? Yeah, I was actually looking because I think the last time we were on here, we spoke about uh, Across the Spider Verse. That was like the newest movie that that we yeah. have both seen, and I'm looking to see like what I've seen since. And I've been a pretty busy month in movies, so I've seen the the new Transformers movie, Rise of the Beast, mm-hmm. uh, the new Stephen King movie, The Boogeyman, uh, the new Pixar movie, Eternal, um, The Flash. I was rather not talk about that. And then uh, <laughs> just last night, I saw uh, the new Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, have you seen any of these movies at all? Do you have anything else you might have seen? No, I haven't seen any of those movies. I've I've just been going back seeing stuff I, I haven't seen. I finally finished uh, Guardians. Finally. Um, I definitely I watched Spider Man again illegally. Don't tell I, me I, I know I want I want to <laughs> watch that again so bad. And I heard there's like alternate like versions of the movie. Like, I haven't no, seen any alternates, but I I still love it. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly it's like very minor like changes to the, like little things of dialogue that like actually like depending on what show you see, you might see, actually see a different version, which is kind of cool. It kind of fits the whole like Spider Verse thing with different things happening. Um, but yeah, out of all the movies that I just listed, I honestly think my favorite one was probably Transformers. Like. I ever since like Michael Bay stopped making these movies, uh, with, hmm. when, with, with the Bumblebee movie, like with John Cena, like that was like a definitely a good reboot. And this is pretty much like piggybacking off of that. And this movie takes place like in 1994, so you have like literally nothing but like 90s hip hop. Like the first scene of the movie is like Wu Tang Cream is playing, and you go to the kids' room, there's like a Wu Tang poster on the wall, and then they go into like Daz effects, and then like all these other like like random like like hip hop that's from the '90s. So the yeah, music, yeah. I think, definitely did it for me. And I always loved Beast Wars. Beast Wars was like my one of my favorite Transformers shows, and this mm-hmm. is pretty much based off of that. So yeah, I really really liked um Transformers, and it was uh, even like a pretty cool like ending to it. I don't I don't want to spoil it for anybody, um, but if you're a fan of Transformers, you you definitely would would like the ending. Um, I might check that out because I've I've heard a lot of good reviews about that. Yeah, but you know, like we said before, um. They got such a bad rapport with me. <laughs> so yeah. I just did you did you watch them. Bumblebee? 
The I did not one. watch my movie. So that's 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 probably why. If you would have if you watched that, you would have probably gotten hopes up for this one because it's very similar okay. style. Like Michael Bay stopped directing after like the first five. Like just started getting really bad. They kind of did like a soft reboot with Bumblebee, where it takes place in the 80s, and this is like a direct sequel to that, kind of continuing um right. into the 90s. So it's like they don't totally ignore everything that happened, but these are pretty much like standalone prequels. They should to, to the to the base stuff. They should forget everything Michael Bay did because what's that? Rise of the Fallen or something like that. When they show like the, the the Transformers going back in time, well, back in time helping people, and then they show like a picture of Frederick Douglass, I was like, "What the hell did the yeah. Transformers do to help Frederick Douglass?" Do? And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" So yeah, that was when I was like, "Yeah, I'm done, Michael Bay. You can't keep exploding things in my face and telling me it's a movie. You can't keep doing that." But um, quick thoughts on the other movies. So The Flash, I, I really did not like. like. I tried to like it. I really did. But some things about that movie bothered me so much with like the CGI and some of the choices they made that it kind of like ruined the whole movie for me where it's like I don't even want to go back and watch it again. If I had the chance to, it just didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And all the best parts were in the trailer. Like, I wish they would have just kept the Michael Keaton Batman stuff as a prize. Like, just tease it in a way. Like, play a little bit of the music or show the bat symbol. But don't actually show everything. The trailer shows... Him as Batman, him as Bruce Wayne, and the Batmobile all in the trailer. And it's like, what do you like? I think I was having this discussion with Frank where he's like, Oh, well, they don't want to they want to promote this, so the movie does well. The movie did not do well. The the movie did opposite of well. It, it did really bad. One of the worst DC movies that ever happened. But imagine <laughs> like if they would have just teased it, similar to like how they tease Spider-Man and uh, No Way Home and how they tease like CM Punk coming to AEW, like just kind of throw it out there, but don't straight up give you everything. No. I think would have done so much more. And uh, because of that, this movie was disappointed. Indiana Jones, I enjoyed most of it. There was like a little twist towards the end that kind of was like, eh, did you really have to do that? But mm-hmm. I think overall for like the finale of Indiana Jones, it definitely had a lot of good callbacks to like the original movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I'm not like the biggest Indiana Jones fan, but I've definitely watched all the movies. So mm-hmm. I definitely appreciated this. Um, the flashbacks and the de-aging is like really creepy at times. Cause I feel like whenever you look at like these guys, like you look into the eyes of de-aging, they have no soul. It's just yeah. like these weird looking like visuals of their eyes. So yep. that was a little creepy, but just the fact that they spent a good chunk of the movie, like as like a flashback to like the original Indiana Jones was pretty cool to see. It's it's always hard to see the aging. When I first seen it on like the Irishman, I was like, what the yeah. fuck is going on with this? But it just looks like AI face. It is. It's, it's pretty much just all it is. It's like when you look at an AI picture and you see the hands, like, oh, that's AI. It's kind of like how I see uh, the aging face. Yep. But I, it, I'm not that hard on it. Um, to <laughs> to go back <laughs> to the Flash, uh huh. They had to do that. They had to show you something, or they was gonna poke around the fucking bush like they was doing with um with Shazam, like showing Gal Gadot's fucking legs yeah. for four for two hours and then showing you her like. I don't even care about her being in this movie now. So it was either going to get the preview Batman or you were going to get Michael Keaton's legs for two hours until yeah. you got him. So at DC are not the masters of subtleness. They don't, they don't really, they don't really know how to get us to the movies anymore. I don't think a lot of people know how to get us to the movies anymore. I want to see this um, Stephen King's Boogeyman movie. Recording. It was okay. Yeah, it, it was. It was all right. That the the thing is like it's based on a short story, so they really mm-hmm. had to add a lot to it. So I saw, I read the original short story, and I, I, I there was like an original movie too that was like a very short film. Okay, it was like pretty much like the the bulk of it. But this one is kind of like make up a lot of things just to kind of like get the story going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. It was like nothing too crazy. I I've heard like people compare it to like Baba Duke. It's that type of like horror movie, I guess. Hmm. Um, I like Baba Duke. So it, yeah, it was fine, but I wouldn't like rush to the theater to see it. if it's like on 
some streaming service and you're not doing nothing on a Friday night, just just throw it on, I guess. It will be um, soon. Yeah. <laughs> like everything else is pretty much on streaming right now. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'm a big horror guy and it's not a lot of horror been coming out to be floating my boat. Yeah, around. I know there's a new Insidious movie coming out like next week, I want to say. I'm a fan of the Insidious movie, so I'll definitely check that out. Yep. There's like another Dracula movie that's coming out, um, which is basically based on like one part of the book where it's literally the voyage of Dracula from like I want to say the UK to stateside. It's literally like the whole hmm. ship ride. It's like the movie itself. Oh, so that's kind of an interesting I've concept. I've seen this. I've seen this movie, and they like it's almost like they take over the ship. Like, yeah, I mean that's yeah, pretty much yeah. that's how the story goes. The story goes is like everybody in the ship died because like Dracula infested them with rats or whatever the case is. Yeah. So they're gonna take that whole scene and, and make it into a full length movie. So it should be pretty interesting. I've seen that preview um, last time I when I went and seen Spider Verse, I seen that mm-hmm. preview. But Insidious um Red Door. I forgot who I was talking to. He's the zombie pod guy. He's a horror fan like myself. Uh-huh. Um, how do you feel about the Insidious like universe? So it's a very, it came out like around the same time as like Conjuring and Sinister. So I feel mm-hmm. like all those movies kind of get grouped together in a way. Yeah. Um, they do. yeah. So like, I, honestly, I don't think I've seen like the last because there's been like what four insidious movies i've definitely seen like so. the first two yeah so i can't honestly tell you like what happened to each one like i know like the main like story of it and like the, the demon and everything and what he looks like and everything um but they're, def- they're not movies that like stand out to me they're just like i know they're good like for the most part but i can't like tell you much about it honestly yeah. so i kind of wanted to rewatch the first four before i i watched this one um but um the person i'm going with she's a a big horror fan so you know it's mostly for for her it's gonna be one of those things <laughs> um but I, I think i'll enjoy it like i feel like i've never been disappointed in, yeah. a, in a insidious movie the first two were really good the first one was really good yeah the the second one was good. Um, when it gets past two, it gets a little wonky. That's yeah. That's where I kind of like for, forget like what happened. Yeah. But it's it's weird because they kind of blend in with it Conjuring because it's like almost the same cast. You have like the same dad I think is yeah. in Conjuring he, and he also plays, um the Warren uh what's Ed Warren in yeah Conjuring yeah so. so I always like confuse like what's going on like in each movie. Um, <laughs> one's um, about yeah. astral travel. One's about actual demons. You know, it's it's it's, it's a little it's a little complicated. But I I love the Conjuring universe. I saw the trailer for the new uh, Nun movie that's coming out. The Nun too so that that should be good i didn't like the first nun yeah it was okay i like yeah, it i didn't i didn't i mean nuns are creepy enough yeah but i don't know that then the lady who plays the nun now i can't see her not as mm. the nun because she has yeah. that face structure I, and, yeah i've seen her like at comic cons and stuff and she's right? just like it's there's no makeup shit. like i don't <laughs> think they did anything for her she's so scary but yeah but she's a great actress but i i don't think i like the, the first one wasn't it wasn't that good i'm I'm waiting more for um for another a24 movie um they knock it out the park with horror for me they, it's they're pretty much the masters of horror right now it, nobody can pretty much stop them um with the hereditary and midsummer um can't beat them can't yeah, I, I I'm actually looking forward to rewatching Midsommar. I know that uh, the BDE is going to be reviewing it soon with uh, Chris Leone. I think shout out BSK. So I definitely want to go back and watch it because when that came out, I saw it either two or three times in the theater because I, I back then I had the the season pass for this theater right behind our job. So mm-hmm. whenever like a bunch of coworkers had the same pass, we would just keep watching us. So I kept bringing people over there, and some people hated it, some people loved it, some people just didn't know what the hell to think of it. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Nobody so, knows what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely creepy as fuck. And I saw that before I saw Hereditary also. So I think I because of that I I enjoyed Midsommar more. Um, but I definitely want to go back. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it. So I definitely want to go back and, and revisit it. There might be like some extended unrated cut or something that I, I definitely going to try to hunt down and watch. Hereditary creeps people out, but 
it's becoming one of those movies I can watch at any time of the day now. I just love the chaos in that movie. It's oh man. I took one of my friends to see um that with me the first time. Before he he'd never even seen the trailer or anything. And he, we walked out of there. He was like, What the fuck was that? I was like, Yeah, you just seen the, the witch ritual. Yeah, naked people. Have Stop. you have you watched um um Secret Invasion? Of course, yes. Okay. Course, you want to talk about that? I mean, how, how do you feel so far? It's been like two episodes. Um, I love anything Nick Fury. Love anything Samuel Jackson. Um, it's setting up something that I pretty much know about. Um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a really, really basic comic guy. Meaning, like, yeah, I might have had Secret Invasion, like actual book back in the day, but I probably looked at it like with little kid eyes and didn't got rid of it you know what i mean so i'm i had to get refreshed by watching these shows um i'm really digging it i'm really digging all the uh the scroll action it's setting up for something real big right. so i can't really like give it a dominant grade yet but sam jackson and He's fucking great. don cheeto yeah the, oh. the scene in the uh, the second episode where they're kind of both sitting at a restaurant and they're just kind of going back and forth about it and oh just being really real God. about everything like their oh. conversation it doesn't even feel like it was scripted it feel like just Don Cheeto and Samuel Jackson is going to have a regular conversation and just we're just going to use it all. Mm-hmm. And it, um, they probably told them, hey, go in there with the help brother out mentality. He was like, mm-hmm. I got this. <laughs> I, I, I fucking got this. And these man, that was just that scene alone was like, these guys, God damn it. They're so good, man. How, how do you I'm, I'm, I'm mad. Sam Jackson's so old because I want him to yeah. play like I want I him to play hard nose. Nick Fury, you know what I mean? Comic book Nick Fury that gets his hands dirty. But I hope he I hope he signed like a contract of Marvel. Like once he's gone, they could just use him de-aged, you know, CGI for the rest of time. I'm sure that's gonna be a thing with a lot of a lot of actors. Like, oh yeah, yeah I don't, once yeah, I'm I don't dead, think Sam Jackson, just... he's he's never going to die, first of all. That's true. So um <laughs> they're gonna if, if anybody is gonna be fucking AI CGI'd into a movie, it's gonna be Sam Jackson in fucking 50 movies after you die anyway. So it doesn't matter. Whatever you're watching, he's gonna be in it still. Any Tarantino movie. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll be in that yeah, he'll be in the last Tarantino movie for sure. Yeah, I feel oh, yeah. the same way about Secret Invasion. I feel like it's it's definitely just kind of waiting for them to build up to like a big moment or a big thing. Yeah. There's only six episodes and two okay, of them yeah. are already out. So I feel like it's just it's gonna be one of those like things where it's like everything's gonna happen like in the last like two episodes in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. It's, it's it's pretty pretty slow. Like my son will ask about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're gonna like it because it's not like your typical Marvel like action and funny comedy. It's more of like you know Winter uh, Winter Soldier, Civil yeah, War. So if you're into those shit. those type of uh, espionage, espionage exactly, yeah. you you definitely would enjoy it. Um, but I'm looking at like ahead, like what else is coming out and um in July. So next time we can, you know, next time we have one of these shows, what will we be talking about? So you have. Twisted Metal debuts pretty soon on Peacock, starring uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Anthony Mackie in a very uh, interesting uh, scene that I saw pictures of. Very Michael Cole, Heidenreich-esque. Yeah. (laughs) So so we'll definitely talk about that because that's a a show based on a video game that that I enjoy. I don't know if you were a big Twisted Metal fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll talk. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Heel Season Two. They finally uh, dropped the trailer. They finally dropped some merch on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, so if anybody like was wondering about turning heels, like we had a discussion in Toronto, actually, uh, th- that past weekend, we're, we're just going to mm-hmm. incorporate it into this show. I don't think it it's necessary that we do an episode every week, but I yeah. feel like by the time we record, we'll have like three or four episodes that we could just discuss, uh, yeah. in a nice uh, bulk. And obviously anybody that watched it can, can leave feedback for the show while we discuss it as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, the, the trailer definitely like 
brought me back and kind of refreshed a little bit because I was going to go back and watch the first season. But I mean, no, I think the trailer did a good job of uh, keeping me up to date with what happened. And uh, Ricky Rabies, uh, you know, CM Punk is a. Uh, is back He's here back, with, his, with, his, with his wife, AJ Lee. It looks like she yeah. might be going. She might be going for the strap now because you hear. Um, I keep forgetting her name, but Crystal. The, the, Crystal. She's like, yeah. I need some competition, and then you see AJ Lee. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. I, you know what? We should have heels should be the place where these women of wrestling who don't who aren't active anymore, mm-hmm. like just go on heels. You know what yeah. I mean? Like because AJ Lee's for one. Um, why not like have a Trish Stratus pop? Oh, that'd be great. You know what I mean? Like, Lita, yeah. Oh my God, Mickey James pops up on there. Gail Kim, um, because there's no kinda, women yeah, in the show. They, like they kind of did that on um on Glow. They had like what Amazing Con yeah. was on Glow. They could yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely do the same thing here. Amazing Con. She was a regular cast member though. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. She had a whole. Oh yeah, like, she episode. Had that episode yeah, yeah, she had that great episode. Yeah, she yeah. Was on that, a freaking Emmy. Shout that. out Glow, man. Damn, I forgot all about that show. That was a great like that episode with Kong when they yeah. hit, like showing her like because she she was the I'm sorry we we completely stopped talking about that <laughs> but that was the only episode that really got across the wear and tear of wrestlers. Yeah. And she, you couldn't pick anybody else better than her because she was the only actual wrestler on the show. Yep. Like just showing her, like going to a match, coming home, taking some pain pills, going to the jacuzzi. She did it for like a week straight. She's like, oh, my back's tore. I'm like, yeah, you can't keep doing this stuff. So it was, it was a one of a kind episode for a one of a kind show. And I missed that show a lot. Yeah. I hate how that show ended because there was no ending to it because it just got canceled. It got canceled yep. like what during the pandemic, I want to say. So that there was, was never Netflix. like a finale to it. There was never mm-hmm. like, you know, they could have just did a two hour movie or something just to kind of wrap things up. And we never got that, unfortunately. So it's one of those shows where it's like, fuck, I hate when that happens. Yes. Yeah, um, it's but, a wrestling show to be, you know, people else like us who love wrestling. You know, we don't have many things to watch other than wrestling. That's true. <laughs> um, so speaking of heels, funny, funny moment. So during Collision, it was like right before the main event, I think Powerhouse Hobbs was wrestling. I had to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and when i go back to my seat i made the wrong turn like legit made the wrong turn where i'm just like oh shit i'm like heading to the floor now and i'm like nobody's saying nothing to me so i literally just kept walking and i feel like the fact that it was just me by myself like nobody was gonna say nothing mm-hmm. so i literally just kept walking kept walking kept walking and then there was like two empty seats right like on the floor like right by the entrance way and i was like i asked the guy behind them like yo is anybody sitting here he's like nope go for it and i was like shit here we go so for the main event for the the eight-man tag with cm punk and all them i was like right there like right close by to where davy and them were also um so it was pretty funny and then like as everybody's cheering for for ricky starks like cm punk turns around i'm like yeah ricky ricky rabies and he looked at me like really dude like you know that's what you're doing so that was a, a funny little moment i had with with um with CM Punk, where the crowd was chanting for Ricky, Ricky Starks, but I'm like, yeah, you're really chanting for Ricky Rabies. So I think CM Punk, deep down inside, was like, oh, look at that. We have yeah. a, a fan of heels here. I tried to get a Ricky Rabies chant going. Nobody bit onto it, so it's, it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, we definitely got to get some um some merch. We definitely got to get some uh, DWL. Oh, I'm buying merch. some DWL merch. As long as um Pro Wrestling Tees don't charge me $75 for a t-shirt, I'm, I'm buying some DWL merch for sure. I've seen um Jack Spade shirt, and so mm. I'm I think I'll be grabbing that. I think I'll be grabbing a hat too. Who knows? Uh, so I'm looking at like what else is coming out in July. So you have the new haunted ha- uh, mansion movie is coming out. Yep. Um, you have Slam Anniversary, which I know you're going to. Yes, up sir. In, of Windsor, um, AEW and Ring of Honor is doing some shows in New Jersey. I'm going to try to check out. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty pretty busy busy month. You got Barbie coming out. You got Oppenheimer coming out. 
Um, you got a lot of pretty uh big movies coming out. In the I want to go see the Barbie weeks. movie. Just me too. Movie. I'm not gonna lie. I want to know like, how it ends. What? What? The, what is the Barbie movie? What? What okay, are we doing? So, uh, I'll, so I'm gonna assume you didn't see the newest trailer because the newest no. trailer pretty much. Okay, so I had the same question. I'm like, what the hell is this movie about? And then in the new trailer, they actually explain it. Do you want me to tell you like what the movie's about? Please, sir. Please. Okay, so it's pretty much Barbie living in a Barbie world as a Barbie girl and like doing all the Barbie stuff. And then something happens and she has to go to the real world. So it's pretty much Barbie as Barbie in the real world where she can't cope with everything. She has to like walk like a regular human being and, and all this and stuff. And people are look, looking at her like, yo, are you okay? Because Barbie's, you know, Barbie, obviously. Yeah. So it, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. It's Barbie trying to adapt in the real world as well as Ken and everybody else. Uh-huh. So it's like a, one of those fish out of water stories i guess you can say so it's, it's kind of interesting i guess so they're gonna have like her sister skipper and ken i and... guess yeah i'm guessing there'll be some sort of cameos in it like who knows like yeah probably never had a mom or dad did you it's just as far as i know yeah i know there's like a whole a bunch sister. of i know there's like a whole bunch of different barbies because you had you know you had black barbie you had asian barbie you had yeah, yeah, all types of barbie working so. barbie you got your nurse barbie mm-hmm. you got your fucking mechanic barbie i don't know i don't know so i feel like we're gonna see a lot of jokes like that but yeah i'm actually like interested in this hmm. movie like if it's gonna be making fun of itself and it's not an actual like serious barbie movie then mm-hmm. I think it, it could be pretty fun you got margaret robbie so i feel like the whole dream i mean the whole movie could just be like a harley quinn fever dream It'd just be her waking up like what the fuck just happened yeah you know it's, it's- like who knows? I was wondering, like, at the very end, it's just so a bunch of destructive little brothers melting them over. <laughs> well, it's funny because Barbie and Ken were both in the Toy Story movie. So maybe we get a they cameo were. From, from Woody and Buzz at the they end. They were. <laughs> Look at a live action Woody played so, by Tom Hanks. It's so weird, man. Barbie movie. Who would have yeah. fucking thunk it? I'm surprised they took this long, honestly, but I feel like it's a perfect time because if this would have came out like in the 90s, it would have been like very serious. It would have been like how like, yeah. the Flintstones did it. So the fact that they, it's we're like in an era now where it's like you can pretty much make fun of yourself and still like be successful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Barbie, because of that, is going to do pretty well. And it's going up against the new Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer movie. Should be kind of curious, like how it's going to perform in the box office. Flintstones had two movies, you know, don't sleep on the floor. I stuff, never saw right? the second one. I'm sorry. I only you never seen Viva Lock, Rock Mavis? No, I I, I refuse to. They, they didn't bring they didn't bring, bring back the cast. They didn't bring back Halle Berry as Sharon Stone. So, oh, yeah. you've never seen Viva Rock Vegas. God damn it. You know, I thought if, we were friends. If, if you pick it for up yours, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. How about that? Fucking Viva Rock. <laughs> Jesus. Now I got to change my pick from Bones to Viva. I watched, I watched Bones the first day I got back home, too. I talked it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I don't think we need to review it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what we could review uh, for, with the with, with the with the um with the BDE, we could just review like Ryback's greatest moments. Oh yeah, BSK House watched a lot of Ryback. Uh, yeah, well, how did that YouTube. happen? I think it's one day, like I'm in bed yeah. or whatever, and like I just start hearing Ryback promos, and then Frank is like, "Oh my god, it's Ricky Starks," and we see like a young Ricky Starks getting pushed <laughs> up against the wall by by Ryback, and then we just start watching like a marathon of Ryback backstage promos, yeah. him and Kane, and like fighting over mustard and ketchup and all this. And Ricky Starks what... slapped. Um, no, Ryback slapped the shit out of Ricky Starks with a handful of potato salad. He had, he had some, some other indie dude that he like threw into a shower and started like washing and all that. And he but, yeah. slapped that guy even harder. He was <laughs> slapping the shit out of these indie guys for like three weeks straight. I don't know what showed it. I think it was on Raw, but goddamn the big guy. God yeah, that was a bad, bad era of Raw with these so random bad. Ryback bully segments. But yeah, that was a, a random BSK moment. Super um, random. Then we like start talking about like all the different versions of our truth songs, right? You had like the Miz yeah. version, the awesome <laughs> truth, you had the golden truth. Golden like, we didn't realize how many different versions of what's up 
there really are till we uh till we broke it down. It's like sixteen verses to what's up. I say he, I might tag with him next week. He might write a what's up though. Who knows? We- and you had the the TNA version, and you had the WWE exactly. version, and. <laughs> Oh, this was for you. You want it. You got to go. But shout out to the BSK house. It was a lovely house. We had three bedrooms. We had two floors, three bathrooms. The one thing I will say, though, the second I I, I got on my bed, I, I don't know what happened, but it started falling apart. Oh, yeah. And, and not for the good reasons. It just literally fell apart. Like, I feel like um, there were some boards under it that they were trying to keep together with tape, duct tape. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is not going to do it for me. IKEA's um, finest bitch. Yeah, but it was fine. You know, it was, it was a, a bed for two days, two or three days. I'm not going to complain. You, well, you had the best bed in the whole place, man. You had that couch that oh, was comfortable God. as fuck. The most comfortable. <laughs> I feel like I hit the lottery. Everybody else in beds that was falling apart. But um, you wanted to get through some of this uh, feedback here? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Get out of here. Uh, Brayden says, favorite part of Toronto, um, drinking and, um, drinking and walking with the human GPS slash kid flash. Eric Marcotte. Yeah. What happened with that? You guys, uh, (laughs) took a long time to get to Gabby's like, I'm like, it shouldn't take that long. Well, Eric was racing against time and phone battery. So he was on like Mm. 4% and we started walking from, uh, from collision. Um, we took a wrong turn. And so we ended up at the other Gabby's on the exact opposite side of the the street that was running the Gabby's on. So it's like a it's like a fifteen minute walk from that Gabby's to the actual Gabby's that Davey works at. So um, then um, Eric was just frustrated, and um, yeah, so he just started speed walking. And um, this is the fastest kid alive. All right, he is he is Barry Allen. He is the Flash. He, and then he shows up with like a signed Sonata autograph picture. Like, what, what? <laughs> and he's like, "Does anybody want this?" I'm like, "Dude, what are you? Why are you walking around with yeah, this, this autograph?" Sonata I don't even know what happened to it. I'm guessing it, the BDE somehow has it or something. Yeah, he's, um, he's flying through the streets of Toronto with a Sonata picture. So, so it's funny because we, we get to Gabby's and like we're right before we go in there. I asked Jesse from the six, like, "Yo, dude, like I need to like call into because I think Way and Kate were doing collision course. And they wanted me to call in. I'm like, where do I? I need to find like a quiet spot because there was no quiet spot in Toronto. Everything yeah, no. was crazy loud. So we're trying to figure it out." And then uh, low down Davy P was like, "Hey, I got a spot for you." And he brings me to like some super secret dungeon cellar on the bottom of of uh, Gabby's. I had low all the drinks and everything. P. So I'm, I'm just down there recording something, and then like, some random worker walks in and like gets scared. He's like, "Oh, holy shit!" And you just hear him like in the background of my recording, just like getting scared of me and Davy. Like, who knows what the fuck he thought we were doing? Um, <laughs> but that was fun. What wasn't fun was me waiting like an hour to get uh, a Coors Light. Like I, the most simplest drink. Everybody oh, else yeah. was ordering these drinks that I it's for some reason she did not bring my drink for like an hour. Um, but I've been told that that's been taken care of, uh Tony D style with oh, that, yeah. uh, the yeah. waitress. So. waitress hated us. She absolutely hated our guts. Um big table in the back of a bar and mm. she hated our guts. So that that helped. That was pretty the worst I won't say the word. That was the, the, the only waitress that fucking hated our groups. <laughs> We've been in a bunch of large groups that whole weekend. She was the only one that fucking hated us. Everybody else got tipped well and they loved us. So I, I don't know. But back to Brady's question, my favorite parts of Toronto. Uh, so this weekend, Church Street, Church Street was pretty, uh, pretty uh, oh, crazy. Yeah, was Church pretty Street crazy. was, it was eventful. Yeah. It's, so it's, we went during, during Pride weekend. So we definitely saw a lot of uh, interesting things wow. to say the least, but it was definitely fun. I just love seeing people have fun no matter wow. what, you know, as long as there's nobody bothering nobody and everybody's having fun, nobody's hurting nobody. Wow. Um, yeah, but yeah, you you definitely saw some things that you won't be able to to erase I, from your from your memory. I love, I love everybody. Um, had a great time through um through Pride. The whole street party was it was great. Uh, music was great. Uh, the scene was popping though. I can't oh, even yeah. I can't even hold you up. Um, 
fucking colors everywhere. That fucking that rainbow lit wall. Oh yeah, that shit was so dope. And uh, they had the DJ popping outside of there. That was nice. yeah. There's like a random raves going on and everything. Yeah, so yeah like was- just random raves. Like everybody, you just see everybody huddled around. But every time you see everybody huddled around, don't look in there. You might not want to see what's in that huddle. Um, but Church Street was great. <laughs> Church Street was great, man. And all the uh, other bars that we um, participated in. And of course, the season. the BDE Tower. That's my favorite place. But we one, one of the days where it was like a, like what ten of us just in the in there, just kind of like yeah. randomly just like singing s- songs and just like doing push ups for some reason. Hit and the then roof, like all kind of. I, I I went through the entire WCW encyclopedia that was sitting there. And I'm like, oh, let me actually go through this book yeah. and, and see what I can find. So that and that Dave was fun. Were doing push ups. I was yeah. I was really drunk. Yeah. really early yeah it was pretty wild uh, a lot of things that we, we can't discuss here so hopefully in the next uh behind the bsk they can uh, you know we were listening BD, to um it. we were listening to final countdown were we, oh, we were th- yeah we played final countdown like twice this is before, like, oh, it'd be so nice if you came out to yeah, it. Yeah, because I think oh. there was like rumors of it because I, I I try to stay away from the internet whenever there's a big wrestling show because I want to know like who's backstage or whatever. But I did yeah. like see something about like the rights to Final Countdown being like eas- easier to get or whatever. But I didn't think that was going to like affect the show. Like, holy shit. What? You think Tony Khan didn't? He knew about that shit. You think he, he, <laughs> he probably, knew immediately. <laughs> he probably like, bought a publishing company or something. Oh, man. Um, what? Back to the feedbacks. Really quick, I'll read Frank and then I'll move on to Muggin. But Frank just says, his feedback is all the laundry Brandon did in just three nights. Yes. Oh, yeah. He lives laundry the gimmick. La- Savio laundry man Vega lives the gimmick of laundry doing laundry man. all the time. I-, I was like sleeping beneath the laundry. So I would wake up every morning to the sweet sounds of laundry, which is not a bad sound to wake up to. Yeah, I went um, to sleep to it. So I was right there. <laughs> so it was great. But yeah, he, he, he lives the gimmick. He definitely does laundry. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go to Muggin here who says that this week I got back into my rabbit hole of hip hop and I checked out the sun rises in the East by Jeru the damage. Wow. I was actually just talking to somebody about Jeru. I think it was Brandon. We're having a discussion mm-hmm. about Jeru being a very, um, uh, and, and, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a rapper that nobody talks about, basically. Very yeah, um, he's underrated. Yeah, yeah very, underrated for sure. Underrated. I couldn't think of the word underrated for some reason. There yeah, we go. He underrated. Could, yeah. Um, he said it's excellent album. Tears, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda has been in heavy rotation. I'm nowhere near done with it, but I may need to reassess my pick for game of the year. The Bear came back and beat those sophomore curse allegations. The Bear's another show I need to get into. I started watching season one. That's a show on FX with the the cooking and everything. I heard nothing but good things about that. So season two of that, he's been watching. And then Transformers Rise of the Beast continued to put the franchise in a better direction post Michael Bay. So I definitely agree with that about uh, Transformers. Yeah, shout out post Michael Bay anything. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris Elliott says the best TV I've seen in uh, this month is season six of Black Mirror. Thought it was a real return to the uh, from the show. Only episode four felt like a letdown with only five episodes offering interest stories with great twist and suburb acting, especially in Beyond the Sea. Beyond the nice. Sea, is that an episode? I think so. I think it's okay. episode two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with I agree with him. Like I, I feel like it, they take so many breaks in between Black Mirror episodes that I can never remember what happened like in the previous season. But I, I definitely want to like go back and, and watch some of the uh the uh, older episodes and older Are you seasons. supposed to remember? Like it's not a concurrent. No, show, it doesn't like... connect at all. But okay. I feel like just to, like in comparison sake, like to see like what was better, what season was better. I do remember the last season was very short. It was like three episodes. It was like gotcha. one episode about video games, another one with Miley Cyrus, and I forgot the third episode. And uh, last bit of feedback here from Frank, Fire Frank, the champion, says, Dial of Destiny, the Indiana Jones, overall was a lot of fun and a high note to go out on. Shout out, Fire Frank. Shout again, out, Fire man. Frank. Can't, can't, uh, can't shout that out, man, that man out enough because uh, 
I couldn't do what he does, man. You know, you got you to gotta show respect when it's due, man. He he really holds it down because yeah. I don't see myself beating him. I don't see you beating him. So, you know, I don't see anybody beating him. I'm going to cut another promo on fire, Frank. <laughs> Just joking. But uh, I guess that's been our show, man. Another episode of What Up, Doe in the books. Uh, I am your host, B Detroit. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook at the Brian Tannehill on Instagram at Cool Game Big B. Um, and you can catch me on up next, coming soon, maybe while the BD's in the UK. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, Sino? Yeah, and shout out to you. You just subbed in for for uh, Braden on the last episode of Up Next. If you guys yeah. didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. Definitely a, a fun guest appearance there by B Detroit. And uh, yeah, same with me. All my social media, Sino Evil, C-N-O-E-V-I-L on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Tinder, whatever. I'm on all those things. So <laughs> you can find MySpace. You can find <laughs> me on those. And you can find me uh, every weekend talking about Collision on the new show, Collision Course. Me and Kay from Montreal discussing the new show from AEW, the CM Collision. Punk variety show, Collision <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody who uh who shouted out my theme this honestly it's a a beat that i made like almost 10 years ago that just i never used and i just reworked it a little bit um and i was like yeah, this, this sounds like a good like a uh, theme song for a wrestling podcast so mm-hmm. yeah i went ahead and did it and everybody's like yo can i spit 16 bars on it and i'm like i didn't think to have a rapper on it but who knows maybe we'll run a contest or something and uh if enough people are, are down to 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 battle you got to battle to be on my beat you can't just pick yeah. my beat a rap if you, 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 you want to do it. the collision theme song you got to send it in and we got to compare we got to play it live we got to compare it up we got to get some judges i got somebody who wants to rap on the beat myself okay you got to beat that man too um why you think i call Sino the sicilian shogun man that'd be (laughs) it's one of the hardest goddamn podcast beats i've ever heard in my life it shouldn't be a podcast it should just be for rapping and that's, and that's not even the full beat. That's just a snippet. Like the beat itself transforms after a while and gets even more intricate. So who knows? Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe, maybe we'll rap on the beat. Maybe me and B will rap on the beat. Maybe we'll do it. Don't call because, me else. Because because the one thing we we didn't mention was B Detroit's freestyle skills. Because because <laughs> after I go I go on and, and I do my time is down by John Cena. He goes up and does uh what's the other song called? I did basic economics. Basic economics. No, nobody knows the second verse of basic economics. I don't care who you, you can say you know. Oh, I knew the second verse. Nobody knows the second verse to basic economics. You know. Cena's Cena's part, and you get out the goddamn way. I went up and thought I could probably mumble over the second verse. All out fails. I'm an MC. I'm a rap, you know. So yeah, I just started freestyling. Um, I was drunkenly freestyling. I'm, I'm mad because if I wasn't so drunk, I probably would did way better. Mm. Yeah, you did really good. You did. Really, I was like, shit. I'm fucking impressed. I, I, I the MC in me though. I, I just, yeah. I just want to, you know, you want to, uh, want to just show everybody like. Urgh, this is what I do, but it was fun though, man. I'm glad. I'm glad I got the skills to improvise because I was like, "Oh, Brady's not going to do the second verse for me, so I guess I'll just do something." Then Brady just started doing the first verse again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it worked. It worked. It Why worked, not? Yeah. yeah, we were drunk. We <laughs> make excuses, but that's it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Um, Poisonrunner.ca for all your podcasts, post wrestling. You can catch Cena on there. Um, and we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll let y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>